pushing buttons and pulling triggers. This is Gun Funny. Welcome to Gun Funny episode 233. Today I'm going to chat with Adam Ranola from Sentry Arms, discuss that Remington settled with the Sandy Hook families, highlight a new Strybog from Grand Power, and talk about a florist sent to jail for not delivering flowers on time. I'm your host, Ava Flannell. Adam, how are you doing today? I'm wonderful. It's a weekday, so just powering through, but getting a nice little break to talk to you for a little bit. Yeah, and then you get an, a nice little break later on in the week when we meet at the Gundy's in Texas. Yeah, you know, maybe we get to drive a tank, blow some stuff up, and it's always a good day when you get to put some lead down range. Yeah, totally. I agree. All right, so before we start talking about all that stuff, uh, real quick, Smith & Wesson. If you guys are in the market for a mid-size handgun, definitely check out the MMP 2.0 Compact. You can get them in 9, 40, 45. Barrel lengths include 3.6 inches, 4 inches, 4.6 inches. The new 4-inch models in 9mm include optic-ready slide cuts and forward serrations. It comes with seven different mounting plates. Pretty much any red dot that's on the market, it should fit. The 9mm version holds 15 rounds and, as always, has interchangeable palm swells to fit your hand. It's one of my go-to guns, especially for home defense and also on the range. It's just really enjoyable to shoot. Check them out at smith-wesson.com. Learn the things you never knew on Deconstructing the Industry. All right. So Adam, I've had you on the show before. It's been a while. And it has been. It's been over a year, I think. Oh, probably well over a year. It's weird because I was just, you know, I was talking to Colian Noir and I'm like, would you believe it's been a year and a half since I had him on the show? And he was like, really? He's like, it just seems like a few months ago. And I'm like, I know. It's probably been well over a year, honestly. A lot has changed at Century Arms. But before we talk about Century Arms and Canic, of course. Just give me a rundown of like who you are, a little bit of your background in the firearms industry, all of that good stuff. Yeah, so I've been with Century and the Canic brands, as well as a couple of our other umbrella brands, for almost three years. Uh, before this, I was the CMO of Palmetto State Armory uh, for five years. Uh, been an avid uh, hunter, uh, shooting enthusiast my entire life. Grew up in South Carolina, you know. I still remember the first time I got to shoot a gun as a kid first gun I owned, you know, it's always been a passion of ours. So then being able to be involved in the industry was something that was just a kind of a dream come true. You know, it, it's one of those industries that once you're in, you really don't want to leave the genuine nature, like of just the industry as a whole. It's, it's funny, obviously, we're all in competition in terms of business to sell our products and, and to promote our brands. But the camaraderie that is really a part of this industry, everybody from media to marketing side to just the industry as a whole you know you were just talking about smith and wesson and some of my dearest friends in the industry are over there at that company as well and you know it's one of those industries where we have to continue to stay bonded together to make sure that we're protecting our rights as american citizens and yeah i say all that to just say there's nowhere else i'd want to be so to talk to you to be a part of this company to be involved in this this campaign to fight for our freedoms is just something i enjoy every day yeah absolutely 
And what is your position at Century Arms, Canic? Yeah, sorry, I went on a little diatribe there. I'm the national marketing director for the Century and the, and the respective brands. So Century Arms, Canic USA, US Palm, and Red Army Standard. So I had all the marketing and PR for all four brands. Nice. Red Army Standard. So when I think of that, I just automatically just think of the ammo. Does that yeah. does it extend farther than that? No, that's uh, that's really where Red Army Standard focuses. So uh, Red Army Standard is 100% as of now imported ammunition, um, obviously got its namesake and the majority of its popularity by being Russian manufactured ammunition. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that's been a huge topic of debate yeah. lately with, with you know, uh, the government regulations that came down. But yeah, so it is 100% imported ammunition every caliber you can pretty much think of has been brought in over the years from eight millimeter to obviously nine millimeter, five, five, six, 7.62 by 39 by 54 R uh, 45, all kinds of unique brands, but obviously the staple cores are going to be those calibers that are the most popular nine millimeter, 45, five, five, six, seven, six, two by 39, uh, 308, those kind of things. Mm-hmm. How has that like with the importation laws and stuff, how has that affected you guys, especially with Russia? Right. So the being that Century was so well established, I mean, it is one of the largest importers of ammunition in the United States. You know, we had done our due diligence over the years to fight to ensure that we could have as long of a future, mm-hmm. you know, in terms of importing this ammunition as possible. So the reality is this is it's a very volatile industry. You know, anytime there's an increase in ammunition prices, obviously the consumers feel it the most. But I think what what happens is that you get especially some of the keyboard warriors that automatically assume that the ammunition manufacturers or importers are getting greedy. Mm -hmm. And I can speak very much firsthand on saying, you know, I've even at times, not necessarily ammo, but any consumer good. You know, sometimes when you see a price increase, you automatically just assume that some guy at a top hat at the top of a skyscraper is, you know, wiggling his fingers together, laughing because he just made more money. But the reality is this is, especially with importers, sometimes a lot of different components of the deal are out of your control, Um, whether it be government regulations or especially in the firearms industry, government contracts. You know, if it's a Russian manufacturer, they're going to focus on making sure that their Russian military has what they need before they focus on external shipping, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So if, if they're in a war situation or training or whatever it may be, obviously their national security is going to take precedent. Um, And then you have things like, you know, there's constant with so many of these manufacturing facilities being politically run, you have constant turnover in terms of who's running them. So they come in and they're going to say, Hey, you know, I want to make more money for our government and show that I'm a a valid contributor to, you know, this party. And there's a price hike or they go online. Nowadays you can Google (laughs) what the price of ammo is selling in the United States, which is obviously, we know 80% of the market for firearms. And they go, well, we want a bigger piece of the pie. So they raise a the price. Well, then instantly that obviously has to get trickle down effect. Mm-hmm. So that happens a lot. And then when this demand became a thing because of, you know, these unjust and unfair regulations that quite frankly are just asinine, mm-hmm. you know, speaking freely, it created even more of a demand and created even more of a shortage. So especially with like 762 by 39 being so much of it comes from that area. Yeah. I think you're going to continue to see some issues in terms of cost. 
but Century has done a lot to uh, make sure that the Red Army Standard brand is continuing to have ammo in stock now and to continue to get ammo for as long as possible before you know, regulations just make that completely impossible. Good. I'm glad. Yeah, because I would hate to see a company, you know, get affected so much because of that, because like most of their, you know, importation was coming from countries like Russia. Yeah, I mean, the reality is those regulations that are put out, we know why they did it. I mean, the, the reality is a gun is the sensationalistic topic. And if they say, you know, they're going to ban guns from there. Or, well, New York kind of already did that, you know, but if they're going to ban your gun or take your gun of this, people really get up in arms. But if they can do it with little things like magazine restrictions on capacities mm. and then ammo restrictions, suddenly if you have nothing to shoot, your gun's just a piece of metal. Yeah. And so that's something I think we all need to be cognizant about and we all need to band together to say, you know, regardless of what your or your opinion is of a company or your of a certain brand of ammo or whatever, or what caliber you think is the best or the best platform of rifle, we all need to realize that this is a trickle-down effect that, and a slippery slope is, you know, is the key term, that is bigger than just your brand loyalties or your platform loyalty. Yeah. It's about what is the ultimate goal. And, you know, I don't believe in fear tactics, but the reality is what they're doing is strategically implemented to ultimately restrict, you know, our rights. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Let's talk about U.S. Palm. For those who aren't familiar with the company, what is U.S. Palm? So U.S. Palm is a really cool story. So U.S. Palm was developed over a decade ago by Rob and Brandon, who are these two gentlemen out of Arizona. Uh, working Scottsdale Guns Club, they wanted to create kind of this edgy accessories line for the firearms enthusiasts with a little bit of an homage to kind of a military-esque background. So they really started focusing on uh, out the gate of magazines, AK magazines, AK grips. They did some cool tack vests. They did, they even did like a doggy tack vest, some really cool things that were just some bags that were Quality, a little bit edgy, you know, had a line or, or a, a sense of uh, badassness to them in a sense. And what really had the durability that people were asking for. And they grew that company uh, very quickly and very successfully. And it came to a point where they needed to take it to the next level. And that's where Century Arms was able to come in. You know, they had some where you had that small business where you have sometimes the struggles that could be a huge pitfall in, in the company rather than take it to the next level. They kind of hit one of those and Century was able to come in and kind of revive it, but still holding true to the standards that were uh, what U.S. Palm was founded on. And to the point of even they brought Brandon Bench on at Century to ensure that uh, you know those brand guidelines were kept. So right now, uh, we mainly focus on AK accessories really hard into the uh, magazines at 30 round magazine and grips is what us palm is really known for they have a, a full line of uh, ak mags everything from what would be you know a, just a traditional black uh, steel reinforced mag all the way down to you know range mags that are obviously a cheaper price that come in every color you can imagine all the way down to like the polymers you know with the real cool see-through uh, that are just edgy they're mm -hmm. fun they're durable um, and they're price point associated so i mean you can get a polymer ak mag with a you know a limited lifetime warranty for like fourteen bucks, wow. um, so so they're really cool and they, the ergonomics of the U.S. Palm grip are 
some of the coolest, uh, some of the best I've ever felt. Um, and that's something that can be backed up by a number of opinions online to the point where people are right now, it's only available as an AK mag. People are all figuring out how to digital or not digitally, but alter them to fit their ARs and other platforms just because they love the feel and how it seats their hand into the gun. They're just great. And, and, you know, they're constantly working to evolve and we've got a lot more products coming out in 2022, everything from soft goods to more accessories for the gun. So excited to see where that's going. Um, excited about, you know, the ability to take that brand to the next level and just, you know, here's the future with that brand. Mm -hmm. Would it be safe to assume that maybe you guys are branching off into like maybe AR Max? You know, I think it'd be safe to say that we're going to make sure that people have what they need for the most important and, and most popular platforms in the country today. Nice. I like it. All right. And then let's talk about, before we get into Century Arms, let's talk about Canic. And I have to know, okay, when I had Colleen Noir, he calls it Canique. And I was like, wait, yes. what? I was like, now you have me second guessing. Have I been saying it wrong this whole time? But I almost want to say like, is that just because, you know, Canic or Canique? Um, is from Turkey. So I wonder if Turkey calls it Kanik and then the U.S. calls it Kanik. Yeah, so I can give you a real quick answer on that. So technically, in Turkish, uh, it's pronounced Janik. Oh, okay, uh, so we're both wrong. Yeah, so, we're, <laughs> so there's three There's three methods of pronunciation here. There's the original, which was Janik, which is actually so, uh, the factory, the primary factory of uh, Kanik is in Samson, Turkey. And it's in the Janik region. So it's actually a very famous region. It's known for its blue collar, just hardworking individuals that, you know, take pride in working with their hands and the metallurgy and all of this kind of thing. They have a really cool history um, in terms of, you know, dating, you know, thousands of years back in terms of just them as warriors and them at, and taking pride in what they build. And so it's the Janik region. So obviously the popularity of it in the United States has really dictated a lot of kind of where Canik, and notice that's how I say it, is going. Mm -hmm. And to the point where the American consumer embracing it as Canik, that Canik as a company said, this is our official name now. It's, you know, it's, we endear to the American culture so much and the way they approach the Second Amendment and the way they've embraced our firearm, that this is truly the name now, it's Canik. And then you have, Mr. Noir, mm -hmm. who just wants to be sexy. Yeah. <laughs> and so he's with his Kanique. And literally, he and I on phone calls before, I'm like, hey, so what do you think of this Kanique? He's like, oh, this Kanique is great. And we'll just go back and forth <laughs> to the point where, you know, it, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. Yeah. And it's kind of funny in its own way. So, yeah, but don't let him, don't let him steer you in the wrong direction. Okay, good. I mean, he, will never steer me in any direction. <laughs> We're good friends and, uh, yeah, exactly. you know, but yeah, <laughs> but he had me for a second, like second guessing myself where I'm like, what have I been saying it wrong this whole time? And then and we even shared his, he did a social media post on the Mete. He did a review on the Mete uh -huh. and it's called it Kanique. If you're feeling sexy, and we even reshared it. Just, I thought it was funny. That's funny. So, so yeah. So the no hard feelings there with that. He, uh, he definitely does. He does big things for industry and I love his passion. So if the worst thing he ever does to me is call it Kanique, I think we can let that one slide. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to take a quick break real quick. Talk about primary arms.
If you guys have a 9mm pistol caliber carbine, a perfect optic to check out is the GLX-2X Prism with the ACSS Gemini Reticle. It's one of the new offerings for the year, specifically calibrated for the 9mm caliber. It's set so that the top of the chevron gives you a 50-yard zero, and then you have holds for 100, 150, 200 yards. Since it's a prism, you still have a reticle even if the battery dies, which is always a plus. It's got the auto live, which in my opinion is a must, because how many times do you forget to turn it off? And then the battery life is 20,000 hours, which is actually really good because of that. So check it out, primaryarms.com. Remember, if you find a primary arms optic, it has to be primary arms. If you use the code AVA, that's A-V-A, you're going to get a free one-piece scope mount with every primary arms optic that you purchase, and that is at primaryarms.com. Let's talk about the Canic that I just recently got. It is the SFX Rival. And yeah. I'm actually curious. So did you guys, because I thought you guys came out with it at SHOT Show, but... I have seen videos on it previously in 2000, when was it? 2021. Late 2021, yeah. Yeah, so that's when it did come out? So yeah, so actually another another kind of interesting story. So the Canic Rival, the SFX Rival, is truly the most developed Canic platform as of yet. So Mm -hmm. obviously we released the Mete, and the Mete series came out about six months ago. And the first two iterations of that were the Mete SFX and the Mete SFT. So those were, uh, you know, looking at them, just a quick snapshot uh, compared to like a TP9 SFX, which is obviously the original platforms that came out, the original line. They look pretty similar, but the subtle nuances were really what set the two lines apart. And those were direct results of the customer and some of our engineering team saying, hey, the Canic platform, the TP9 series is fantastic. Obviously, it's grown in popularity, but here's the little things that we can do to make it even better. And those things were very simple. The, the, the main talking features is out the gate. It's a more aggressive grip texturing, including on the front of the grip. It's an integrally flared magwell with an additional magwell that slides right on and marries right into it. Mm-hmm. A redesigned beaver tail. Um, so it really sits your hand into it as well as it's, it's curved on the bottom. So there's not as much wear on the palm swell mm-hmm. for you. The ability to co-witness your optics, everything from like a Trigicon RMR all the way to a shield, you know, that little micro red dot, uh, double undercut trigger guard, yet another feature to kind of, you know, comfortability and, and seating your hand, as well as like grip texturing on the indexing points, holster lock and fit. So for that retention, just little things, you know, mil spec 1913 Picatinny rail. And the really the biggest thing is completely modular. So the gun completely can be disassembled and reassembled in minutes using only a punch that comes with the gun. So that was one of the biggest things about Canic is the great guns. They function well. The trigger is amazing on That's what everybody loves about it, but they're a little complex on the TP nine series to disassemble and reassemble, you know, mm-hmm. uh, especially if you, if you don't know what you're doing, you know, and you don't feel like pulling up a YouTube video on it, it can be a little overwhelming. So we wanted to simplify that. And that's really where the Mete came into play. So that gun was released. That series was released in the Mete. That's been hugely popular. Came out with it originally in a two-tone with a you know FDE in black. And then we came out with an all-black. It's been great. And then we said, let's take it to the next level. So the way this is going to work, and I'll give you a little insight that nobody knows yet. So there's the Mete line, which is our base model of the new series. Mm-hmm. There's going to be what would be, if we'll compare this to like a Corvette or a Mustang. You know, you got the Mustang in six-cylinder. Then obviously you're going to have the Mustang in a V8, 
And then there's the Cobra or the Shelby. So we haven't really addressed kind of what that V8 is yet. And I'm not going to, but let's just say there always needs to be a V8. So that's something to chew on a little bit. But then we kind of jumped right to, we got so excited, we jumped to that the Shelby. And that is the rival. So it's everything that was the new uh, iterations, including the modularity of the Mete, and then everything that people loved about the TP9 series, then with uh, some SAS. So it's got a, you know, as you saw, it's got that aluminum 90 degree trigger that has just insanely crisp brake right at 90 degrees. So it doesn't, you know, you see flat triggers out there, but they start at 90 and then you still got a, you still got a lot of travel in order to get that break and that reset. This actually breaks at 90 degrees. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the really big differences. Obviously on the original color on the, on the Canic rival, it's uh, that Canic gray, which is a uh, proprietary Cerakote color just for Canic with the, with the rose gold accents on obviously the slide release, the mag release, and then the magwell. Some crazy aggressive uh, slide serrations that give you just incredible grip texture as well as just the aesthetics of it look great. And then, you know, that ported slide that just looks so cool. And then some really nice features on the actual barrel that just give it a a lot more uh, of a sexy look. You know, everybody wants, whether you like it or not, there's going to be, I I use the term FUD loosely, but there's going to be some traditionalists that just want their gun to look like a gun. But everybody, if you're passionate about firearms and it really is a hobby of yours too, we all like a little bit of sexy mm-hmm. in our guns. You yep. know, that's why companies like Agency and Salient and Zev have grown in popularity because it's cool. Like who doesn't want to put cool rims on your car or, you know what I mean? Whatever it is, like yeah. it's, it's just cool. So we wanted to combine these things and make a gun that had all the amazing features that were synonymous with the Canon brand as a whole put them into a gun and put it at a price point that people could afford. Mm-hmm. So the rival package comes with all this. It comes with actually a five inch barrel, as opposed to the traditional SFX, uh, that TP nine has a 5.2 or a 5.1 in the Mete. This one's a five inch barrel comes with two 18 round magazines. And the reason we did that is this gun, if you want to use it for a competition, which is where we got a lot of the insight for designing this gun from our professional shooter and a world champion, Nils Johannesson, um, it, it will be, it's the, the specs of it at five inches with the 18 round, uh, mag, the way it sits flush can fit into any of the boxes, the IPSEC, the IDPA, uh, all of the different, you know, competitive organizations, in the United States, the majority of them that people would want to have, uh, the ability to run this gun in, it'll fit in the box straight out the gate. And it gives you everything you would need to be competitive. Mm-hmm. Thus where the name rival came from. And the reason for that is, is it, is identifiable. This is just of a gun, if not better, as anything else would be running out there. And it comes in with an MSRP of six seventy nine ninety nine. I know, which is so, incredible. Yeah, I mean, literally half, if not sometimes, you know, a quarter of the price of other guns out there mm-hmm. with similar features. Yeah. So it's been it's been a really really exciting launch. We launched it in the United States. To come back to your question, at Shot Show. So we launched it in two colors. We launched it in the original Canic SFX Rival, which is that gray with the rose gold accents. And then we launched the Canic SFX Rival Dark Side, which is all black. And there's one other difference in the dark side too. It actually comes, we said, you know, people, the only comment we heard is, well, if I'm going to use this as a home defense gun or a self-defense gun, I don't need all the flash on. I don't want it to be as 
uh, apparent about this thing. So we went in with the black. We said, so if you're buying the black for that reason, you probably want the ability to co-witness your rear side, mm-hmm. you know, and something like that. If you're running it for competitive use, that's less relevant. You need to depend on that optic and you're running it. So, you know, that's your, your big window in your optic is, uh, is very important competitive. But if you're running it for home defense, one of the optics plates, the first time Canik has ever done this, is actually has built-in rear sights. So you can still co-witness your sights. And that comes on the dark side feature as well. And the reason it's not on both, there is a little bit of cost increase, obviously, in doing the gold accents and the, and the gray color. And that doesn't necessarily happen with the black one, you know, because it's just a standard black coat. So we wanted to still give you as much features as possible without changing the price. So that's why the dark side one has the additional optics plate as well, because we didn't we weren't looking to make more money off that. We wanted to provide as much value as we can while keeping the MSRP at $679.99 for both for both guns. Yeah. I love it. I was really surprised with everything that was included in the box. I took a picture, I showed it to the Patreons and some people were like, well, you know, I mean, is it just fluff that's in the box to make it seem like a better value? And I was like, no, I will literally use everything in this box. I mean, you got the interchangeable palm swells. You guys included two extra base plates. So if you get another magazine, aluminum base plates. Yeah. Yeah. So if you guys, you know, I mean, obviously I like to have at least four magazines per gun, especially if you're doing competitions, so it's kind of nice because you guys have the, it's Cerakoted. If you were to buy two extra magazines, like you have now, you could just, they're all going to match, which is something that I don't think a lot of people think of. You also have that charging handle that you can put on the back of the slide. And yeah. I was messing around with that yesterday. I put the optic on. So the optic doesn't come with the gun. But Not you guys, yet. so we won't have an optics optics included package in the future. But as of now, yeah, the optic that you got is an addition. Correct? Okay, and so, and I was really impressed with the optic, and I was looking to see like, okay, who made it? Because I'm like, is Canik making optics now? Because it said, what did it say on it? It was like Mechanic or something. Mechanic, yeah. So Mechanic is the accessory line. So uh, it's really been big in Turkey and kind of lead back. So. A lot of this stuff, obviously, the regulations to import a pistol or even any sort of accessories or soft goods in the United States is a pretty extensive process. Yeah. So the rival actually launched in Europe about eight months ago and was, you know, we were using that as an opportunity to to work out all the kinks, to increase production levels, to really test what we what people loved about the platform. And that's what's so been in Europe for a while. So there's been a huge amount of demand. Hey, when can we get in the U.S.? Why are you not bringing it in? Well, we were working on it the whole time. We just had to get permits, get everything approved by the ATF, and get it over here. And so now it's available in the United States. And that also, we're in the process of getting everything finalized and bringing it with the Mechanic Optics. So Mechanic has been pushing in the in Europe for a number of or about a year and a half now. They have clothes, they have outdoor gear, holsters all the full accessories line that people have been demanding on the Canic platform, we're now providing through the Mechanic line to include out the gate, the MO1 and MO2 reflex sites, which are our optics line, you know, and it's going to be, you know, you're going to have that larger footprint on one of them. That's going to give you that larger window, a lot more easy side acquisition. And then you're going to have a smaller footprint going to kind of run on that shield footprint. That's going to be more of the, you know, the personal defense. Um, those are the first two that are coming. You got the gray one, right? You got the original SFX rival, right? I did, yeah. So you got that larger footprint optic that's going to sit on there. 
And what's really neat about it, obviously, everybody's coming out with an optic now. We're not trying to say we're reinventing the wheel on that. Mm -hmm. But one of the things, like you said, obviously, it's got some really neat features. You know, the battery life on these things are really impressive. There's a lifetime warranty on our optics. And we actually design the aesthetics of the optic internally. So everything from the little nuances in terms of like the serrations on the side of the optic, Mm -hmm. if you notice, they actually line up directly with the serrations on the gun. I did notice that, yeah. So little things like that, the angle of the housing uh, on the front of it, it's actually angled forward a little bit with with not jagged, but a little bit more points at top so that if you had to use it in a situation where you are having to do a one-handed reload or, you know, mm-hmm. or, ex- uh, uh, you know, navigate that slide with one hand, it actually has the ability to kind of hook on something, whether it be your pant loop or a table or whatever, it makes it a little easier. And then the housing, actually the, the metallurgy used in that is, is very, very durable to protect that glass as much as possible. And then obviously the housing, the components of the housing. So while we are using an OEM partner to manufacture it, the actual design of it is trademarked and patented by the Canic team nice. of engineers. And then one last question about this before we move on to another gun, but I also noticed the trigger seems to feel a little bit thicker than most triggers out there, most pistol triggers. Is that just my imagination or does it seem like it is a little thicker? When you mean thicker, you mean like the width of it or what yeah. are you referencing? Yeah. So, so yeah, so this is a, I mean, it is in a sense a competition trigger. So what that's going to do is it's going to see, so say, you know, you're drawing in a competition or in a, a real life scenario. And, you know, obviously we all train to know exactly where on our on our, on the pads of our fingers do we want that trigger placement mm-hmm. in order to get the best pull on the trigger but the reality is especially in a speed situation whether it be you know drawing from the holster and engaging the target in a, a USPSA competition or you know drawing from you know the nightstand you know in, in a situation where you have to defend your home you're not always going to put your finger exactly where it needs to be. So the wider that trigger base, and obviously it's a flat trigger with diamond diamond cuts in it, that's mm-hmm. going to give you that texturing that you need. It's going to give you a lot better chance of finding the sweet spot of that trigger. Hmm. You know, kind of like a golf club or anything where it's got a bigger, go- uh, the, the head of the driver or the iron is is a lot more forgiving. So you don't have to hit it exactly perfect to get the end result that you you desire. So there is, there is absolutely a, a little bit more width on that trigger to give yourself the optimal result that you're desiring. Nice. Yeah. I wasn't sure if I was just imagining it or, you know, I was just like, Oh, it feels really thick. <laughs> like yeah. there's just well, one little thing, you know, of many that I noticed, but yeah, I was, I'm a really big fan. I'm hoping to make it to the range today to shoot it because so far, just like out of the box, just messing around with it, adding all the accessories and just everything that's included. I'm like, it is super impressive. I'm, yeah, I'm super noticed- excited about it. Yeah, notice even like little things like the holster. That's actually a competition holster yeah. that comes with that gun. Um, and even we did some little things like the weaving. You know, we gave it kind of a little bit more unique look on the holster mm-hmm. to just you know take some pride in, in what you have. Obviously, yeah. $679 MSRP, and, and people are selling them a little cheaper than that now. It's always competitive, which is good for the market. It's still a lot of money for the average person, for anybody. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a lot of money. So if, if you're going to spend that kind of money and entrust your hard-earned dollars in our product, then we want you to be proud of it. And yeah. so the, the, there was no uh, detail that was overlooked in the designing of this platform and all the accessories that come with it. We yeah. want people to be proud of it. We want people to literally feel like they're uh, equipped with the best product out there to give them the competitive edge when competing in competition or in the game of life. 
Not to mention, no other guns that I know of come with that little micro gun, the tool. Yes. And then, you know, you slide out the little bottom base plate and it has all the, you know, I even liked that you guys included different sizes for the mag release. Because that's actually one thing yeah. that I'm not always a fan of. I know some people, depending if they're wearing gloves or something, they want a thicker mag release, you know, one that extends out a little bit more. For me, I always thought it was uncomfortable. I also just liked that it was so easy to replace these. A lot of times it's like... Yeah. It's just like it takes so long to, you know, just make any little adjustment. And uh, yeah, I thought it was just a great package. Yeah, thank you. The modularity of the gun is really one of the biggest things we're proud of. I mean, that took a lot of work. But yeah, like you said, the three different uh, mag release sizes. I mean, there's even a different fiber. There's a different yeah. fiber thread in there. If you want to change the front sight from red to green. Yeah. Those little things right there are $10, $20 a piece for each of those kind of things. If you try to do them aftermarket mm -hmm. to have everything in there, like you said, you know, with yeah. it was something that we had to work very hard to find a way to make that work. And still, obviously, we have to make some money to operate a business. Everybody knows that. Yeah. But to not get greedy, we wanted this to become a very popular platform uh, and to continue to grow Canic fans in the country. Actually, so I take it back. We're not moving away from Canic just yet. So, because <laughs> I, and, and, I mean, we're not going to, we're done with this gun because yeah. I'm already, I'm just like, oh, this gun, it's just, I'm getting excited about it. But another thing, so I was talking to a friend of mine who manages a gun store here locally, and he was saying that they sold more Canics last year than any other gun. And a few things come to mind, but not to say that people didn't know about it, but I wonder if that was, Canic's time to shine because a lot of guns that weren't able to, you know, meet with demands and have inventory because Canics were available, if that was like a way to gain market share. Yeah. Like yeah. I'm trying Absolutely. to I'm no, trying to phrase question. it without <laughs> without being without, like, you know, well, no, you know. <laughs> no, that's a great question. And the answer to that is yes. So a really interesting point about Canic is Canic is actually a subsidiary of a company called SYS. And SYS is the parent company for Canic out of Turkey. And their resume is unbelievable. So they make right now the most cost-effective and lightest 50 cal machine gun in the world. Not only did they do that, it was actually on display at SHOT Show. They also have a robotics company. So they can mount, you know, this 50 cal to a uh, Hummer and have it robotically operated. And they also make a mount company. They have a mount company. And so I mean, the level of sophistication that SYS as a whole company offers, and it's owned by a father and son, you know, so it's not like some big corporate venture with a board, you know, this crazy board and chairs. All. This is still a family run company with over 1500 employees that, they were able to pass off that sophistication and level of efficiency that they use for all their different branches to the Canic side and focus attention to the 700 plus employees that just focus on Canic to boost production. And I don't mind saying, you know, over that time, over the past year and a half, two years, Canic is now the third largest importer of handguns in the United States. Wow. It's amazing. Yeah. Well, I mean, doing 35,000 plus units a month. And demand is still pouring out. It has been absolute honor to work with this company and to work for this company and to watch the the positive response that people have had getting them in their hands. I mean, it's it's like the taste test challenge, you know. Sometimes whether you're Coke or Pepsi people, 
you know, you can taste the difference. And mm-hmm. that's what each of those companies has really done. Taste my product and, and you'll like it. Yeah. That's what can pull the trigger and you'll like it. And it's been just the word of mouth has been the biggest compliment to us that people are like, man, I never even heard of this gun a year and a half ago. And now I own three and I tell everybody about it. Yeah. We couldn't have done this without people like you and people like your listeners that genuinely fell in love with the brand and the commitment to excellence that, that the commitment to superiority. I mean, that's really what it is. Our, our slogan is superior firearms. Uh, and that goes across the board from the 50 cal down to the small arms. That is our nine millimeter handguns. It's just grown. I mean, mm-hmm. it really has. And we are committed to staying at that market share and growing more. That's why we've released so many new platforms in the last 12 months. And we're just getting warmed up, to be honest with you. There's a lot more to come in 2022. People think that we're not hearing them. And they say, I wish you had this. I wish you did this. I think the Mete and the rivals speak to that word listen. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot more to come in 2022. That's going to put some people on their heels. And I think Canic owners will be proud to say that they had uh, a part in the direction that Canic is going. Nice. Very nice. Let's talk about the AP5. Oh, yeah. That is actually from a company called MKE, and they are also in Turkey, right? Correct. So obviously, you know, Century has a great relationship with Turkey. And that's something I don't mind addressing, saying, you know, there's certain people you see, especially on, you know, forums and social media at its best and say, Oh, I would never support a Turkish company because, you know, what they've done in terms of, you know, political unrest and things like that. The reality is this. And I think we can speak to this as Americans better than anybody. Just because a political figurehead makes a statement that doesn't represent the emotions and the core values of every one of their quote unquote subsidiaries, Mm -hmm. you know, I think we can all say that whether you like Trump, whether you like Biden, whether you don't like any of them, or you like, you know, sometimes those people are still humans and they say things that don't necessarily uh, support the thoughts and feelings of their constituents. So the reality is there's really good, hardworking people in Turkey that are very passionate about their crafts. And we've identified a couple of those companies and we work closely with them. You've got Canik, who I think speaks for itself. You've got MKE, which the story behind that is just unbelievable. So to kind of get into it a little bit quickly, uh, MKE was a government-owned military manufacturer that was uh, interested in the early 70s in making roller delay blowback firearms for their law enforcement and military. Well, who did it better than HK? Okay, so they contacted HK in Germany. And I can say all this pretty blatantly because it's public knowledge and they're licensed. They said, hey, we want to build MP5s for our LE and military. And they said, but we, they have to be built in Turkey. So they actually can't went and built these machines on original machinery with the original metallurgy, with the original technical data packages, and built roller delay blowback firearms in Turkey off of HK setup. Wow. The contract expired after I believe it was 20 years not exactly certain on the exact date of that, but it was something around there. And then MKE took over and got licensing rights from HK. So everything on the AP5, which is what Century now imports from MKE, is on original MP5 HK patterns. Hmm. So the AP5, AP5P, and the AP5M 
all have that universality of the accessories that come from those platforms, the trigger packs, the you know, the reliability, the performance, all those things that are known from the original, which is a fantastic platform that we all love and is iconic, you can now also have in the AP5. So it's something that we're really excited about. And the fact that, you know, our price, I'm not even going to say anything about the price of the original, but these guns are retailing across the country now for $1,600. Mm-hmm. I mean, when did you ever thought you could have a roller delay blowback firearm that is as iconic as it is for 1600 bucks? I mean, it's still a lot of money. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, but, but to compared, get your, compared to, get to the original. Gun, I mean, yeah. it's literally, who hasn't used it on Call of Duty or watched it in Alien or Die Hard, yippee ki Yeah, I mean, it's it's literally probably one of the most iconic guns in American history, in terms, yeah. especially with, with Hollywood and that kind of thing. So everybody, I mean, it's always a hit at every range day we do. Every, you know, influencer wants to demo, which I understand and I'm excited about. We just have to be able to get that message out that this gun is as good as anything else you're going to get on the market for this and is at a price that, either people can afford or they can save up and get, and it's going to be worth it. Mm-hmm. And it's going to deliver exactly how you would expect something to deliver at that price. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to take another quick break. Talk about IWI. I just recently got the Masada Tactical a little over a week ago. On the surface, it's just like the original Masada, except with a threaded barrel. Same great trigger and reliability plus optic ready with mounting plates for all the popular red dots. One other cool difference to go with the threaded barrel is suppressor height sights, which are good if you want to run a red dot so that you can co-witness. With the threaded barrel and the suppressor height sights, MSRP is still only 480 which you really can't beat. Definitely check that out, that gun with all the other great guns that they have to offer at IWI.us. And again, if you find any accessories in the web store, remember to use the code GUNFUNNY15. That's all one word. And that's going to get you 15% off. Let's talk about some of the other guns that Century Arms has come out with recently. Yeah. So there's a really exciting uh, next generation of Century product. So for many, many years, obviously, Century has been the foremost leader in terms of AKs, you know, whether you, uh, you feel that an imports the best or an American manufactured is the way to go. The reality is there was a point very recently where eight out of 10 AKs in the U S were touched by century at one point or the other, mm-hmm. which is a crazy number. Mm-hmm. And, you know, obviously that's changing, you know, there's much more competition in the market now. And as a personal gun lover and as you know, as a proponent of the Second Amendment, I don't think that's a bad thing. You know, my boss may kick me in the butt for saying that, but I think it's important that you do have multiple manufacturers of products and, and, and a continued growth of the industry because it's important. You know, the reality is this. For one, a manufacturer can only make so much product a year. And if that is, oh, you know, the demand surpasses that, that means people aren't getting the opportunity to exercise their Second Amendment right. So you know, the more product out there, the better, as long as it's quality. Mm-hmm. And secondly, the more people that are working on a project, better it gets, you know, rising. What is it? What is the saying? You know, rising tides uh, and boats and all that. I mean, I'm going to butcher it if I try it, but you get where I'm going with mm-hmm. this is, 
know, it raises all ships. So I think that's very important. Uh, Century, obviously, for years has been bringing in the Wassers and the Dracos. And the respect that's been gained for those imports is something we hold near and dear to our hearts and pride uh, in terms of our business model. But the reality, just like ammo and everything like that, is imports can be unreliable in terms of quantity that you're going to receive and the volume that is going to continue. So we know that we have to begin to look internally in the United States in terms of manufacturers that can manufacture similar products. And so that's where Century really dove in many years ago, over 15 years ago, in terms of the AK, what would it take to develop an all-American made AK? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I worked for Palmetto State Army before this, and I was very proud of my time. There's so many amazing people over there that I learned so much from. I still talk to the owners of PSA very frequently. They're amazing men and, and honestly pioneers in this industry. And we went through our growing pains making the Palmetto State Armory AK. And it's a lot. It's weird for as um, chaotic as the platform is, I think is the best way to say it, compared to like an AR. It is so precise in terms of tolerances and it's it's controlled chaos every time you pull the trigger in that gun. And it's a beautiful thing, but it's not easily mastered. You know, it's, it's something that is takes a lot of effort and time to figure out. So the RAS 47 was the beginning of that. And it, it took a lot of work. And then you had something that came out of that, which was the Visca. And the Visca was a great gun. But there were still things, just like with the rival, that people said, I like this gun. It's been well for me, but I wish it had this, mm-hmm. you know? And that's where we were so proud to, a week and a half ago, announce the new flagship AK of the Century Arms brand, and that is the BFT-47. So the BFT-47 comes with a couple really important changes from the Visca platform. So the simpler changes is, you know, people said, well, I don't feel like my AK is an AK unless it has a cleaning rod and a bayonet lug. So you know what? BFT has a cleaning rod and a bayonet lug. But with that, we've seen in the past, anything you add to those guns, there's an increase in cost. So we're like, well, crap, how do we add this stuff without seeming like we're adding a ton of, a ton of cost to the gun? And that's going to be obviously passed on to the end user. So we had to really manufacture that and figure out a way to do that. So check. Got the bayonet leg and cleaning rod. Then they said, well, I want to be able to, you know, optics are becoming not an accessory, but a necessity on so many platforms now. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to mount an optic. So we said, all right, side mount, optics ready, boom, done. With that comes cost. So we had to now figure out the best way to do that. Then they said, you know, people, little things like, uh, you know, wood was becoming so hard to come by. Good wood for an AK. It just, I mean, you know that, that look at houses being built and things yeah. like that over the last I was going to say just so, regular wood is getting hard to come exactly. <laughs> So fi- Exactly. So finding reliable, quality American hardwood was something that took a lot of time. And then the cost on it. So we had to work with that. Then people said, you know, I one of the biggest little complaints about an AK is the manipulation of the safety sled. And, and it's true. I mean, if we all done a safety, especially if you're sweaty or it's dirty or anything, flipping up and down that safety can be a little bit of pain. So we said, you know, Clint Smith over at Thunder Ranch, we've been working with him pretty closely for a couple of years. A little thing, a little enhanced safety select selector that has a little a little tab out on it that so your index can bring it up and down with ease. Mm-hmm. Every one of the BFTs now comes with that. And we said, well, if we're working on the safety selector, 
whether you want to use it or not, let's offer it, was it has a rear bolt hold open, mm-hmm. which is, you know, become so common knowledge with the AR that people were like, I wish it had it. Some people say, well, an AK doesn't need that. Well, if it doesn't need it, you don't have to use it. But if you want it, it's there. So those kind of things. And then one last thing people said, you know, one of the things I don't like about an AK is if I'm not super proficient on it, the ability to drop the mag and change the mag. So we had an enhanced mag release. Just a little thing. If you didn't know it was there, you probably wouldn't even notice. But once you use it, you feel the difference. And we did all of this. And then we said the biggest thing people want is that front trunnion to be reliable. You know, on the Visca, it was S7 tool steel, which is one of the hardest steels in the world that they use in jackhammer tips. And it runs and it's dependable. But people said, we don't want that. We want bulged or forged trunnions. So we said, all right, let's do a bulged, forged front trunnion. And we took a lot of time and a lot of effort and a lot of engineering and a lot of, you know, working with manufacturers to develop a cost-efficient version so that we could have a bulged, forged trunnion on this gun, which is where the namesake came from. It's so simple, but it's so important. It's the core of that gun is where the BFT comes from. So that gun is based on that bulge forged trunnion, hmm. um, which it just keeps going. It's mm-hmm. amazing. The durability of that. We put 10,000 rounds of brass and steel through over 20 guns right before we released it, randomly selected guns off the line and saw zero deformation on the trunnion. Wow. Zero deformation, which, you know, there's been a lot of conversation. We made a couple of interviews at shot about brass ammunition mm-hmm. and, and people, some people like, oh, brass shouldn't have any effect. The reality of it is, is that brass ammunition, for the most part, in the 7.62 by 39 platform, is a higher power. You know, it has a much more, uh, not catastrophic, but traditionally, the grains on it and, and just the reaction that the NAK has to it, it fires great, but it actually has a little bit. And plus, then the effect of that brass, when it deforms, We've seen issues on AKs, not not this century, but all the other manufacturers on over time wear and tear that wasn't traditional with steel. Mm-hmm. So we said, we want this gun to be able to run any type of ammo and just keep going. So that was really where this BFT came out from. And we've launched it. It's beautiful. It's been well-received. Uh, there's going to be some detractors that just want to just want to be negative. But our challenge to them is go shoot it. Find mm-hmm. something wrong with it. Because yeah. this gun just keeps going. And it keeps going at an MSRP of eight twenty nine ninety nine, yeah. which that's the MSRP on it, which means obviously you're going to get people out there that are competitive in the market in terms of what they're selling it for. Mm-hmm. And we're saying, hey, we're putting our money where our mouth is on this gun. Come try it out. Give it a run. It's got a limited lifetime warranty on it. So if there's any issues that are, you know, traditional wear and tear on the gun, we're going to replace it. No questions asked. This gun is something that I stake my own name behind. The Century is willing to stake its name behind and we're excited to see the results that it has in the U.S. market. Yeah, this gun looks awesome. I have to admit, like at first, just glancing at it, you're like, oh, okay, it just looks like your typical like Wasser, you know, just yeah. like a half glance. And then it even on the website right now, I'm looking at everything. It shows you all of the upgrades and you're like, yeah, this is you guys pretty much like hit the nail on the head with everything that I personally was complaining about with AKs. And it looks great. And also you can't beat MSRP on that, especially no. nowadays. It was insane. I mean, 2020, you know, I was like thinking about getting another Draco and I'm like, oh, they were selling like for over a thousand dollars. 
Oh yeah, I've seen them up I mean, over the two thousand. Yeah, oh, people God. were just gauging them. Yeah, I know. And and yeah. so it was like you couldn't help but think like, man, the days of like affordable guns is like over. But it's nice to see that you guys <laughs> yeah. are coming out with you know guns where you're not gouging MSRP yeah. and and you know and it is like you can get a quality firearm for under a thousand dollars. Yeah, and that's what we're gonna put. It. You know, people have said, hey, I want to see reviewers put it to the test before deal. You know, there. I mean. I want to get you one. I mean, Rob Ski, AK Operations Union, he has yeah. one. He's putting through the paces right now. Brandon Herrera, uh, AK guy. I mean, all these guys that are, you know, people look to for Mr. Guns and Gear, you know, all these guys that, hell, Coleone, I got sent him one, yeah. um, that people want, that they trust their opinions. Mm-hmm. I'm getting my guns. Shoot and guns. That's, that's also interesting what you said about brass. And I think it makes perfect sense. And I didn't think about that until recently. A few years back, I put together an AR, but it was chambered in 7.62. And I noticed that you would think like an AR, like, oh, okay, let's just put brass, you know, 7.62 by 39 in it. And the steel still shot better than the brass. And it makes perfect sense. Now I had like a light bulb moment <laughs> when you were talking. Yeah. So it's, it's awesome. Ammo is, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that overpressure ammo is great ammo. I mean, what's but. There, anytime you change what is the standard specs of something, yeah, you're gonna see differentiations and results. Yeah, so let's be cognizant of that instead of just saying arguing about it, you know, which is what it turns into online half the time. Let's just address it. Let's figure out a way that it works no matter what. It just mm-hmm. keeps going. Yeah, and that was the goal of this. We just wanted to make sure an AK is known for just running. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you, you drop it, you get it wet, you get it dirty, whatever. It just keeps going. So that was our goal. Let's make a gun that we can depend on. And I think it's also really important nowadays with, you know, all the issues with importing, you know, 7.62 by 39 ammo that I feel like a lot of us are kind of left with just like brass 7.62. And so it is kind of nice that it runs flawlessly with that. Absolutely. Okay. Anything else in the works that you can share with us? You know, uh, we're still continuing to work every angle we can to bring in as many of the imported AKs as demanded to include everything from Wassers to Dracos to PSLs to all of that kind of stuff. But just the reality is, is that is a finicky market. So, mm-hmm. you know, we constantly see when are you going to bring more in? Trust me, if we could bring in 25000 a month, we'd be bringing in 25000 a month. The reality is, is this Supply is just not there, but we are every day, you know, we've got people in these countries, in these factories currently working to, you know, provide as much insight as we can in terms of how do we, how to increase efficiency and how to work with, uh, you know, the powers that be to get in as many as possible so we can continue to provide the American consumer with what they want. Mm -hmm. So we're out there every day working on that, get it done. That's something that's very important to us as a company and the family that owns Century. So yeah, every day going with that and just know that we continuously want to do better and bring the value to the American consumer. This company is nearly 60 years old. They've been doing it a while. And like every company, as they grow, they have ups and downs. But the reality is they're still there and that people are still believing in the product and purchasing the product. And that's what keeps us going and that these people that are buying their guns and they're putting food on our tables to be proud of what they purchased and to be a repeat buyer and to refer other people to buy. And the only way we're going to do that is by continuously coming out with a quality product and getting better and better every day. Yeah. Um, and that's why I take the time out of the day. when it's like we were talking about, this is one of the busiest times of the year for us to sit down and have this conversation with you because it is so important to put the human side of companies out there. And I, I thank you for giving me the opportunity to have this platform today 
to tell. I mean, we are people and we're out there trying, we're fighting for our rights and fighting to make the best product we can every day so that people are proud to say they own a Century or a Canic or a U.S. Palm or Red Army Standard Ammo. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And then changing it up. So I'm actually, I'm going to be seeing you in just like, what, two days? Two days at the Gundies? And I'm assuming you guys are going to have a table with a bunch of guns that people can shoot. Absolutely. Absolutely. We're going to have the AP5s out there, the BFT, full skew of mechanics, uh, a bunch of US Palm stuff. We're going to, we're going to, we got some full autos. We're going to have some fun. Nice. Do you know what you're going to wear? Cause I don't know what I'm going to wear yet. Wow. Are we having this conversation? You know, I was thinking something light, um, <laughs> not too revealing. Um, but at the same time, I want people to still, you know, notice me. Yeah. Um, so, so, um, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe a, a shooting Jersey, uh, some mechanic pants, uh, you know, not too tight though. I don't want to look slutty. Oh my gosh. I would that. laugh. I haven't seen the mechanic, uh, accessories yet, but I would like laugh if you just like rolled up and just like all mechanic. Like I just imagine as like a jog suit kind of type. <laughs> yes. Oh, what if I did like the old, like Russian track suits? Yes. That would be amazing. So a bunch of our guys last year for NRA were begging me to do like Russian track suits. That would have been hilarious. Gold chains. I know. So they're, they're, they haven't, they haven't given up on that for this year's NRA show. That would, yeah, that would actually be hilarious. And like such a, it would just, I think it'd be funny too, because it'd be one thing if you did it like shot show where there's people in the industry and they'd get it, but yeah. like, then you have people at the NRA that like, aren't really up to date with the trends as much. Like they would yeah, be like, the Oh, maybe. Doing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, you know, we did, we, when we came up with the banana mag for us Palm yeah. at, at Kalash Bash a couple of years ago, uh, one of our new guys came out of the very first show. And we convinced him that there was a marketing plan. And we went to Party City and bought a banana suit. Mm-hmm. And made, him wear a, <laughs> made him wear the banana suit the entire day. And, out mags. and uh, yeah, it was pretty funny. That's, yeah, that's, that's gold. I wish, did you guys get any, like, uh, Oh, we got pictures. Footage? It's on our, it's on US Palm social media. Him throwing US Palm banana patches at people. Was funny. <laughs> yeah, he speaks Russian too. So yelling at him in Russian, it was great. It was uh, awesome. I'm going to have to look that up. So I'm gonna I want to throw something out there real quick, and you tell me what you want. So you know we're talking all this about the products and stuff, and this wasn't planned, but I want to tell you you've got a BFT, a new Century Arms BFT to give away to one of your listeners, however you want to do it. So you can do it on this show, in post if you want to. You can do it on the next show, but just we're so appreciative of being involved in this. So obviously I'm gonna get you one out for testing, but I also want to have one. So however you want to do it in the future as a giveaway, you've got a BFT 47 for one of your users with all the, all the bells and whistles that comes with it and that lifetime warranty behind it. So awesome. do with it what you will, but absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. Thank you. Course. Well, I'm sure all my listeners right now are probably like a jumpy. I mean, most of them listen while they're driving. So guys just make sure, you know, don't forget about the safety. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Okay. So I'll have to think about that just so I'm not going to be like throwing it out there. And then I'm like, wait, I should have thought of something different. Cause actually maybe we could even be kind of creative about this too. You know, you can um, have them sitting in their best Russian outfits. I like know exactly. Right. Okay. So Adam, for people who want to check out all of these guns, you know, whether it's Canic, us Palm, Sentry arms, red army, um, where can they go to find all of this stuff? Absolutely. So the real core basics is, you know, www.centuryarms.com www.canicusa.com, www.redarmystandard.com, and 
you guessed it, www.uspalm.com. Those are going to be the websites that are going to give you the most thorough information. If you want a little more sizzle, a little more fun, uh, you can follow three of them. It is at Century Arms. There's a bunch of, you know, how social media, I'm sure you're dealing with it too, imposters with very similar names, but it's just at Century Arms is that one. At Canic USA, no spaces, no underscores, nothing like this, at Canic USA, and then at US Palm. Those are the social medias for Facebook, Instagram, for as long as we can still do that before they decide, you know, we're terrible people with ugly hearts and ban us completely. <laughs> but those are out there. We still have a lot of fun with it. We push the envelope as much as we can. We are constantly interacting with our followers. Uh, so if you get an answer from somebody on there, it's probably me that's answering. So if you don't like what I say, well, then I hate you. If you do like what I say, I'm glad you enjoy me. I think it's funny. So <laughs> Yeah, so we, we, we're we very interactive with that. So I hope some people get a kick out of it. Okay, awesome. Well, on that note, I'm not going to take your time. I know you have a trip to get ready for. I have a trip to get ready for. And I look forward to seeing you in a few days. And I will, guys, stay tuned for the giveaway once I figure out exactly what the term should be. Because I think we can make this kind of fun. So stay tuned for that. In the meantime, Adam, really, I appreciate your time. Appreciate everything that you're doing for the gun industry and all your hard work. So thanks again for all of your time that, you know, you spent with me today. Absolutely. The feelings are hundred percent mutual and make sure you text me what you're going to be wearing. So we don't match. I know that, was, that would be so embarrassing. Yeah. Yeah. Although not to mention, although I feel like you'd get more attention because you're like so much taller than me. I you mean, would just like stick out of the crowd. Then you can wear heels like tactical heels. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, I'll see you in a few days and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you, ma'am. Uh-huh. Bye. Moving forward with the rest of the show, I have John Snow here, who is a Patreon, King of the Patreons. John, welcome back. Thank you. Before we get into the rest of the show, I'm going to take a quick break, talk about Caldwell. Caldwell has two new steel targets available that are pretty awesome for distance shooting. The AR-500 Prairie Dog and Pepper Pop Auto Reset targets. These are great challenging distance targets that fall down when struck and then flip back up so that you have a good visual feedback with your hits, which I think is great, especially if you're shooting in a long distance. The Pepper Poppers are especially popular targets for three-gun matches since they're narrow and easy to miss. They come complete with a solid metal frame, so they sit seven inches off the ground and the springs to automatically reset the target. They're only $99 for the pepper popper, pepper popper, talk about a tongue twist, or $109.99 for the prairie dog. Check these out at caldwellshooting.com. Remember, if it's your first order, don't forget to use the code gunfunny10. That's all one word, and that's going to get you 10% off. And again, caldwellshooting.com. What is going on in the world today? It's political AF. Today in politics, this actually just became news. It hit today. Uh, the show's pre-recorded. I mean, it's always pre-recorded, but it's actually recorded a little bit earlier because later on this week, I'm heading to Texas for the Gundy's Awards. But word just got out that Remington settled with the Sandy Hook families for $73 million dollars. 
John, do you want to talk about this? You're usually better at explaining this stuff than I am, but I just, I'm like livid and just cannot believe that this is even happening. Yeah. It, the protection of lawful garments and arms act specifically prohibits this kind of frivolous lawsuit. I mean, imagine suing a car manufacturer because of a drunk driver killed somebody with the car. Mm-hmm. It's not at all any relation whatsoever yet because it's the gun industry, they are trying to vilify it and go after the gun industry as if they have responsibility. So they're also, I mean, they're saying that basically because of the way that Remington marketed their products. Exactly. So they are trying a new tack in this lawsuit because of the protection of lawful garments and arms acts that has the gun control activists always like to say that the gun industry is the only industry you cannot sue for misuse of the products. That's absolutely untrue in every way. Any defect that causes wrongful harm, anything like that, any willful negligence or anything like that on the part of a firearm manufacturer, you can absolutely sue for just like every other industry. Mm -hmm. The difference is frivolous lawsuits where you're trying to go after a company for criminal misuse of the products that they have no knowledge of at all. So what they've tried here is a new tactic by saying it's the way they're marketing these that's criminal because they are targeting young men who are Mm -hmm. at risk, evil potential mass killers, which is absolute BS in every way. There is no at all conceivable way that you can look at their marketing materials and think that that's what they're trying to do. Yeah. It's just insane. So but that's it's why- a new tactic and it worked in this case. They didn't actually win the case, but what they did is and Remington Arms, since Remington Arms is now bankrupt, I mean, they declared bankruptcy. The company has been split up. Bushmaster is now owned by another company. Basically, every bit of Remington is now separated and gone its own ways. So Remington Arms, the company that owned all of those, the insurers are trying to close all their books out. They don't want to have any remaining liabilities, close out all of that. The company itself is gone. This is all on the insurers. The insurers want to pay off the last of what they owe and be done with it. The problem is they are opening more frivolous lawsuits like mm-hmm. this to go forward for the rest of the gun industry. Yeah. So they're not doing anybody any favors by taking the settlement. They should have continued to fight it in court. But I mean, to them, it was just more loss. And they are insurers. They are not gun people. They don't have any stake in it. They don't care about the industry as a whole. The thing is here, this case is going to set precedent. Mm-hmm. Even though it's not legal precedent because no case was won here, this is out of court settlement. This is going to be used to pressure other manufacturers in similar lawsuits. You know, what they did here is previously this lawsuit was struck down under the PLCAA provisions, but state law in Connecticut allowed them to go after. They targeted it in the Unfair Trade Practices Act under Connecticut law to specifically go after the marketing, saying that the way they designed the rifle by getting access to documents, internal documents of how the gun was designed and then subsequently marketed, that they were saying, this is a 
combat weapon and it's improperly marketed to civilians. One of the lawyers for the Sandy Hook families in one of his things where he was talking in the case went on about how this is the same exact rifle that the military designs for killing. You know, even though it's semi-auto, it's the same type of gun. Absolute BS. The AR-15 is not the same gun. Mm -hmm. Anybody who knows anything about guns knows that. And it doesn't matter how you call it. It's a firearm. It's a tool. It has no mind of its own. It's not a weapon of war. The whole thing. It's totally glossing over the real problem with all of these things that nobody ever wants to deal with. Nobody ever wants to talk about what drives these young men to be killers like this. You know, this guy had clear mental issues. That's the thing that needs to be really looked at, Mm -hmm. not trying to assign blame to somebody who clearly has no part in any kind of criminal activity. Yeah. Their whole goal, they don't care about actually saving anybody. Their whole goal is to bankrupt the gun industry because they want to ban guns. Yeah, exactly. I know. It's just ridiculous. Okay, so what can people do? I mean, obviously, yeah, this is, you know, extremely bad. It is possibly going to be detrimental for, you know, a lot of possible lawsuits in the future. So what would you say? I mean, is this something that we could even write to our... I think... I think there is some stuff that we can do going forward. Other gun manufacturers, any cases where their weapon is misused by a criminal are probably going to face similar lawsuits in the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They need to stay strong. Hopefully they will because they're not in the case of bankruptcy and they're trying to get their books closed. Yeah. So hopefully those guys will when those, because this is, you know, they, the gun control guys smell blood in the water. They're mm-hmm. going to come. Yeah. And so they're, they're going to go after others. So we need other manufacturers to stay strong and fight it in court because this is absolutely completely unjust. But the other part is this is going to be used, I think is ammunition for politicians to try and go after repealing the PLCAA again. Mm-hmm. So that's where people need to, when that comes up, Right to the representatives. representatives yeah. Make sure that that stays in place because, I mean, you're not going to sue the car manufacturer for a drunk driver hitting somebody. It's just crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. All right, moving forward, Manicore Arms. If you have the IWI, the TS-12, you need to upgrade it with some parts from Manicore Arms. The curved butt pad, it's essential. It tucks into the shoulder for more comfortable use. And it also grips better so that it won't ride up with recoil. Also, the curve lets you ride the gun higher up on your shoulder for more inclined stance. It's incredibly easy to install. I installed it in a few minutes. Literally, you just depress a button with a small tool to slide off the old one, and then you replace it. Then add the TS-12 muzzle brake, which I actually need to do for mine. It reduces recoil, and you can still use chokes with it. Lastly, the charging handle, it gives you a better grip and it's a little bit longer so that you're not going to rack your knuckles on the receiver. Check those out at manicorearms.com. Remember to use the code AVAROCKS15. That's all one word at manicorearms.com. Today's question is, did you see the outrageous post on Valentine's Day by the ATF encouraging people to red flag their exes? 
this is so disgusting. I actually reposted it because I couldn't even believe I got tagged in it. And I was like, what? Like when you first look at it, you're just like, is this fake? Because it just is so disgusting. Yeah. Uh, who the Hold heck on. is it? Let me read it first. Okay. So they said on Instagram, this is coming from ATF headquarters. Valentine's Day can still be fun, even if you broke up. Do you have information about a former or current partner involved in a legal gun activity? Let us know and we will make sure it's a Valentine's Day to remember. Call blah, 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 or email blah, blah, blah. <laughs> like, what? Like, who the hell approved this? And it was yeah. so freaking cringy. Like, oh, yeah, yeah this is going to be a Valentine's Day to remember. Like, what are you even... Ugh, it's just disgusting. It just further adds to the fact that like ATF is just freaking cringe. Yeah. I mean, how I mean, they are deliberately inviting false accusations with that. I mean, a vindictive ex. How many times have people been swatted? I mean, they are going to get people killed with this kind of crap. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure like whether it's real or false, either way, if you just got to have a bad breakup and you read that, it's like, oh, well, that could be a nice prank to pull on my ex. You know, I don't know. I just think it's just right up there with red flag laws. And there's been just a lot of bad things coming out from it. People knock on your door. They want to take your guns. Lots of false accusations. And the people that report this or call in they're not getting penalized for it. So there's really nothing for them to lose. So it's pretty disgusting. Yeah. All right. Today in Tacti Talk. Tacti Talk. Discussing popular guns and gear. Love it? Hate it? Find out now. Global Ordnance, importers of the Grand Power Strybog from Slovakia, have announced a new version of the popular SP9A3. It's a roller-delayed blowback action chambered in 9mm. They've increased in popularity the last few years, and the two previous versions use their own magazines as well as recently released versions that takes CZ Scorpion mags. The new SP9A3G takes Glock mags, which is another great option since they are plentiful with long-proven reliability. It has a 5-inch threaded barrel, aluminum frame, and all-black finish. The Strybog SP9A3GS, man, that is a freaking mouthful, offers the reliability and robustness of previous versions with the new mag option. Although I gotta say, I mean, yeah, it's like a plus that it takes Glock mags, and I feel like nowadays, like, who doesn't own a Glock mag? But I'm kind of just getting bored with Glocks and mags and Glock-compatible parts. In a way, I, I am too. I mean... <sighs> I mean, it's nice because you don't have to buy a bunch of magazines. And some of these manufacturers charge an arm and a leg for the magazine. I mean, look at SIG. Like, you're, like, looking at $65 a magazine. It's ridiculous. Yeah, exactly. And that's one thing. So I've got one of the SP93s with the Strabog mag. And the first gen of that mag had some issues. They addressed those with steel lips added to them. And the ones I've got have all those. And they've been great uh i've had no issues at all and it's a really fun gun but having glock mags i mean i got so many glock mags lying around i mean true that's that's what they're and they're reliable so with this it's awesome that way because the strabog mags at some times have been pretty hard to find so 
Yeah. Or the, the one that they did with the Scorpion mag also. I mean, both great options. So, I mean, it's flexibility, making it easier to run for people. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that's it's great in that way. So. Yeah. GSM Outdoors. Everyone needs something sharp for your everyday carry, even if it's just to open up Amazon packages, which I'm guilty. Gold Steel has a ton of blades to choose from, all kinds of folding knives, fixed blades, all kinds of blade shapes, serrated and more. They have blades as low as $10 and tons of great carry options around $30. They also have swords, including samurai and historical ones that are fully functional, even kitchen cutlery, which I had no idea that they made. So if you're needing new steak knives, definitely check it out. You could check these out at coldsteel.com. Remember, just like all the other GSM Outdoor brands, if you use the code GUNFUNNY20, you're going to get 20% off your entire order. Today's AF segment. Stupid, funny, cool, interesting, awesome, as... Never mind. AF. No flowers straight to jail. It might sound pretty harsh, but a man who manages a greenhouse is headed to jail for not delivering begonias on time. I'm actually a big fan of begonias. I was collecting them for a while and then, you know, my house got just taken over and it turned into a forest and I had to let some go. And the begonias were one of them. Well, some of them, (laughs) some of many. In North Korea, the man responsible for growing a special kind of begonia for a celebration honoring dictator Kim Jong-un's father, has been arrested because the flowers are not blooming on schedule. These begonias were created by a Japanese botanist in 1988 for Kim's father's birthday and are known as the immortal flower. Last month, the man was ordered to make sure the flowers were grown correctly and monitor the temperature and humidity to ensure they bloomed on schedule to be the centerpiece for the Day of the Sun and Day of the Shining Star celebrations. A shortage of firewood to heat the greenhouse caused the temperature to be too low and the flowers didn't bloom soon enough. The shortage was caused by emergency restrictions placed by the government to control COVID, but that doesn't stop the government from blaming the growers. The manager was sentenced to six months in a labor camp for, quote, neglecting the flowers. And the man in charge of the greenhouse boilers was sentenced to three months in the labor camps for, quote, not properly setting the temperature. Can you imagine like living in conditions like that? Yeah, it's absolute insanity. And anybody who thinks that China or North Korea, any of these communist countries like this, I mean, they can't look at the example and see how extreme it gets. I mean, these people were not provided the materials they needed in order to do what they were ordered to do. And I guarantee you these people make nothing. Oh yeah. Probably halfway starving because almost nobody in that country has enough food. Mm -hmm. And yeah. And now you get to go to a labor camp because the flowers aren't blooming in time. Cause I know they forced you to stay home and now you can't take care of these flowers that you ordered to. I know that's, That's pretty sad. I know. All right. Now it's time for iTunes reviews. So unfortunately, we're all out again. This is like three weeks in a row, I think. Yeah. People need to get on that. I know. I'm like, what's going on? Like, I know people are listening because they respond to me. 
they like send me DMs about things that I talked about on the show and I've only talked about it on the show. So I'm like, okay, people are listening. So I don't know. But in that case, we don't have to pick a winner, which saves me some work from sending out a prize pack. But if you guys do want to leave a review, head on over to iTunes on the podcast app and leave us a review. On that note, you guys can find me at gunfunny.com. There's links to social media, YouTube, where you can find iTunes, iHeartRadio, all that. If you enjoy the show and you want to become a Patreon, I would highly recommend it. It's a lot of fun. Obviously, Jon Snow is a Patreon. And that automatically gives you access to the Patreon-only Facebook group, which is just a lot of fun. And it just kind of becomes like a family. And I don't know, we're just like super honest in that group. But all you have to do is go to gunfunny.com, click on the support the show link. Also, I haven't decided yet exactly what kind of giveaway I'm going to do with Century Arms. Adam said he was going to give away a BFT AK, but I think I'm really tired of, I mean, no offense, but I'm really tired of like just Joe Schmo winning giveaways. Like, especially if we do like a social media giveaway, there's people that specifically seek out like the hashtag like GAW or giveaway. And it's like, they just, you know, they just enter all of these giveaways and they don't even know, yeah, you know, and it's like, I kind of hate it. I hate to see like somebody who actually doesn't really support the show or, you know, or gun funny to win this. So yeah, I like that guy that won the Masada with the yeah, gun funny logo. Yeah, yeah, I know. And you know, dang well, like he's probably just going to get it shaved off or something. I was thinking, I definitely want this to go to Patreons. You know, if you guys were looking for a sign to become a Patreon, this is probably your sign. You don't have to put in a ton of money. I think you can do it as low as, what is it, $3 a month? Yep. And you also get entered into all these other giveaways. Like, for example, Blown Deadline. He gives away a $300 gift certificate to a lucky patron each month, which there's not like a ton of patrons. So your odds of winning are actually really high. Also, after becoming a patron for three months, if you're a $5 and up patron, you get a patron-only patch that will never be for sale. So if you have that patch... You know, for example, like you were at one time or are a Patreon. Also want to thank the $25 Patreons who are Corbin Bonafide, Iraq Veteran 8888, Sake Holsters, Justin Paulson, Jason Anderson, Sportsman's Guide, Daniel Treadwell, Keith Callamore, Melissa Writings, and of course, King of the Patreon, Jon Snow. And I know Adam's not here with us anymore, but want to thank Adam again for his time and for the giveaway I personally can't wait to get my hands on the gun. I think it looks awesome. And they definitely added a lot of cool upgrades that I think is definitely needed. And also, if you guys want to check out their stuff, head on over to sentryarms.com, as well as Canic, Red Army, and U.S. Palm. And on that note, we are out of here. Want to send feedback? Tell us about a company or anything else. Go to gunfunny.com forward slash contact.